official injury lawyers of the New Orleans Saints. Catch the Three Tailgaters Show with Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels Saturday mornings from 10 to noon on WRKN, Picayune, New Orleans, 1061 Nash Icon. Good evening and welcome to All Access on 1061 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com and presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. All Access is also presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics, and by Francesca by Katie's, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. All Access is also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln in Kenner, Bergeron Automotive in Metairie, by LifeGate Church in Mandeville in Metairie, by Premier Automotive with locations throughout the New Orleans area, Segnet Landing Restaurant and Swamp Tours in West Wego, Petri Transport Services, John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge, by Life Resources Ministries with outreaches throughout the New Orleans area, and by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. It's your chance to talk intelligent sports, all sports, all the time. To join in the conversation, call 504-260-1061. Now here's your host, University of New Orleans play-by-play -play voice, Jude Young of CrescentCitySports.com and Cumulus Radio New Orleans. Good evening, y'all. Oh, boy. It's that crossover time, right? Full-fledged basketball season and, of course, football season right in the heart of its, well, I mean, really important time to talk about November going into college football. And the Saints have already crossed the halfway point of the regular season. And let's go back in time, right? Let's go back 10 weeks. If I'd have told you at this point in the season that the Saints would have a winning record and be alone in first place in the NFC South, you would take that. Who wouldn't take that? They, there, would no, there, there would be no caveats. There would be very few who would think of any what-ifs. They'd say, oh, first place, alone, winning record, nine games in. Sure. Perfect. Saints, five and four. Atlanta, full game back, four and five. Tampa, three and five. And yet, I think we all know that the Saints seem to uh, dredge up the debate process versus results. You know, it's sports. You're a team. You're competing. It's a results-oriented business, first and foremost. And yet, if you have to question the process, even when you're getting enough of the results, there's certainly room for improvement. Saints won a game against a team that wound up being almost a 10-point underdog with a rookie quarterback who wasn't even playing Division I college football last year by seven points, even though they won the turnover battle five to nothing. Think about what I said about if we went back 10 weeks. If we went back four days and I told you, oh, the... Saints would win the turnover battle five to nothing against the Bears. What, what would you have guessed the score would be? You'd think the Saints would have won by three, four scores, easy. Total beatdown. If I'd have added on to that, that all five of those turnovers by the Bears would happen in Bears territory, you would have thought, my goodness. One of the great blowouts in Saints history, right? And yet, no. Had the battle to the end to win by seven. 
And that's where you start to question the process. Now, outside of what Taysom Hill is capable of doing as a runner, he was a leading rusher, again, 11 carries, 52 yards, giving the ball to capable tailbacks. Good, good running backs. Saints have three talented ball carriers. Alvin Kamara, Jamal Williams, Kendra Miller can all do it. The rookie Miller, injured, unfortunately. We'll learn more this week about how much that could affect his playing time. But Kamara healthy right now. Still has plenty of juice. Still much more effective as a receiver because of that offensive line. That's always going to hold you back. If you're not good up front, it's going to hold you back. And that's a concern on the other side of the ball, where last year, after many years of being an excellent team defending the run, Dennis Allen's defense is starting to struggle again, containing the running game. And I'm not talking about Tyson Bagent surprisingly coming up with 70 yards on eight runs, but it was Dante Foreman in this case. 20 carries, 83 yards. Not killer numbers, but good numbers. Certainly the Saints would kill to be able to give it to their running backs an average 4.2 yards to carry at this point. It would do so much for the offense to back off defenses, to create other opportunities, to bring play action to the table. Now, I don't know defensive line-wise if it's scheme and technique, just overall approach that can continue to be tweaked to try to make that run defense a little bit more solid. There will be more tests coming. But this week shouldn't be one of them from the running game perspective. We'll get into the importance of... It's a massive game for Week 10. Saints at Vikings. Saints cannot allow Minnesota to have balance and be able to run the football. Minnesota's not a good rushing team. Madison is an average running back. By all rights, he had been a backup until this year. Minnesota parted ways with Dalvin Cook. And Madison should still be a backup. And I think that was the plan to phase him out once the Vikings made the trade with the Rams for Cam Akers. But unfortunately for Akers, looks like his second career Achilles injury. So Saints won't have to deal with him. So that, that plan never got into motion. And on top of that, of course, the big loss, Kirk Cousins, who was playing exceptional football at the quarterback position this year. And yet, now the Saints are in danger because of who the quarterback will be for the Vikings on Sunday. But again, back to the process for the Saints. Derek Carr is playing well enough, but the Bears did what the Colts were not able to do the prior week against New Orleans. They didn't give up the big play down the field. Longest completion was to Kendra Miller out of the backfield. The wide receivers, particularly, of course, Olave and Shahid, didn't come up with big plays. And so Derek Carr had 25 completions. Good quarterback rating, good completion rate, no turnovers. But just 211 yards. So the Bears, who have gotten healthier defensively, added Montez Sweat to give a pass-rushing element they didn't have. Saints were the first team to deal with that after their trade with Washington. 
and you saw a Saints offense that should have had a whole lot more than 24 points considering the great field position they got over and over and over again. Now the argument after the game, Les East always writes a great analysis after every Saints game. You can read it on Crescent City Sports. Winning ugly is fine. Just win. And in the NFL, it's true. On any given Sunday, one team, no matter what their record, can beat the other. Saints had the battle. They earned the win. But you're still concerned moving forward about what doesn't work with the Saints team. It should raise red flags. 5-0 turnover battle. Struggle to win against a losing team. Rookie quarterback. The whole thing. But you hope it's just a given week. That you got the win without playing your best offensively. But not making mistakes to cost yourself the game when other factors were going your way. And now this Minnesota game. Why is it so important? Well, you stay over 500, you stay in first place by yourself in your division, and you play another 5-4 and four football team that everybody wanted to bury after the Cousins injury. Less than two weeks ago. And yet the savvy trade that the Vikings made for Joshua Dobbs makes them extremely dangerous. Dobbs wasn't even so... I mean, he didn't know... A fraction of the playbook. He wasn't supposed to play at Atlanta. Then Jaron Hall, the rookie quarterback, who was off to a good start against the Falcons, knocked out of the game. Worst thing that could have happened to the Falcons. Because Dobbs stepped in there and did what he does. He will rely on the short passing game. Doesn't have the greatest of arms. And he can run. And he will run. Despite the fact... Atlanta shut down the running game. Dobbs made key plays with his legs. Ran for one score, led a winning drive, won a shootout. Nobody would have guessed. Taylor Heineke for the Falcons against a combination of rookie fifth-round pick and Josh Dobbs, who just showed up a few days ago, would give you a 31-28 game. Sure, the Saints now know they're facing Dobbs. But there's still an element of wonder about what Kevin Stefanski, what you're going to see from a scheme perspective from this Vikings offense. You, you, you don't know. Excuse me, I said Stefanski. Kevin O'Connell, who's done a really good job getting wins out of a Vikings roster who I mean, they, they have flaws. Where they don't have them, the ability to attack with skill position players in the passing game. TJ Hawkinson, they traded for him last year, midseason, good tight end. Saints had a whole lot of trouble with Cole Komet, especially play-action, rollout type plays. Something that a Josh Dobbs, well, his skill set tends to make you think... The Saints are going to see more of that from Minnesota this week. And then the rookie Jordan Addison, really good. This is a team that's somehow 5-4. and four. They turned their season around. 
on a Monday night in prime time. They knocked off 49ers. They're playing with confidence. Now, you're very fortunate that reports are saying that Justin Jefferson isn't going to play. That's huge. That makes the job a little easier for the Saints defense. But they've got to contain Dobbs, who's a more experienced and even more dangerous mobile quarterback than what Bajent provided and gave the Saints fits with at times this past week. Dobbs will be much more careful with the football. Again, there should be some limitations to the playbook, but here's a guy who's shown up week of now three times in less than 12 months to teams, regular season finale, had to do so for the Titans, try to get them in the playoffs, play well enough to give them a chance in the roughest of scenarios, then stepping in week of to start the season for Arizona, played well at quarterback for not a good football team. Gave them a chance to win games pretty much every week. And now with the Vikings, he could get them to the playoffs. That's the point of this challenge for the Saints to go on the road. Vikings fans will be engaged a loud, loud Bank of America stadium. Saints have to keep their poise against the Vikings team that shouldn't be able to abuse the Saints offensive line and put a ton of pressure and totally shut down the running game. But one thing, if they're able to limit the Saints from the traditional run, they bliss more than any team in the league. How will Derek Carr and this offense handle it? be a lot easier if you had balance. If the Saints want to believe that they can be more than just a mediocre to average team that wins a mediocre to bad division. This is a game you win. Also in the NFL, teams tend to play their best football going into a bye week. Sort of counterintuitive, right? You think they play their best football after the rest out of the bye, but that's not the case by the records. The Saints know that they can open the door to being a playoff team quite a bit wider by getting a tiebreaker over the Vikings in an NFC right now where, you know, Philadelphia, almost certainly Dallas, Detroit, San Francisco, Seattle, they look like the surefire playoff teams. And then there's everybody else that record-wise are behind the Saints except these Vikings. You get that win, you get that tiebreaker. You don't want to think wild card, but it'd be nice to also have that as a possibility. Not just the narrative that isn't true right now, that the only way this, the only team out of the NFC South that's going to make the playoffs is the champion. Two teams could make it. Certainly if Atlanta could close out, stop giving away games, could be them and the Saints. Still not sold on Tampa Bay. But they may not go away. They're going to have their shots. 
at you and close to as easy a schedule as both of these teams have got. Saints have a weak strength of victory so far. They feasted on a bad schedule, and it's all setting up. And this is a no-excuses scenario for Dennis Allen this season. Absolutely no excuses. This Saints team should have double-digit wins and be a playoff team and really should win the division. Now, if Atlanta had Derek Carr and you didn't, I would say the same thing about the Falcons. I think the rosters are pretty close. I don't have a ton of faith in, based on the track record, the head coaches, but Saints do have the best quarterback in the division still and are in the catbird seat here. If you can beat the Vikings, you go into the back half of the schedule after the bye, where outside of, the, at least you get the game against the Detroit Lions at home. They're really good. They're better than the Saints. But you get Atlanta on the road right after the bye. Both teams come into that one with the bye. First of two matchups, second one at the end of the season. Look at the rest of the schedule. Real concerns about if we're going to see Matthew Stafford again against the Rams. That was a short week, Thursday game before Christmas on the road. Rams have brought in Carson Wentz. They don't have anybody else who can play, who can play adequately. Rams could completely fall apart. The Giants don't have a quarterback. Tommy DeVito. They're stuck with Tommy DeVito, former Syracuse quarterback. He's not an NFL quarterback, but that's what happens when your first two guys get hurt. Those look like games that would be tough on the back half of the schedule. Instead, they don't. You have Detroit and you have divisional games. No excuses. Think about if the Saints stumbled in the second half, and that really takes away the ability to think, oh, they're going to be a legitimate playoff team that can win games, plural. But let's just say, if you just win this week against Josh Dobbs, no Justin Jefferson, go on the road, get it done, and you're 6-4. and four. I mean, in that case, I'm almost certain 3-4 and four the rest of the way, the Saints would wind up in the playoffs, even if they lost the division. That would be nice to have in the back pocket in a league where anything can happen, injuries can happen, that lead to losses that you don't expect just a couple weeks ahead of time. You just don't know. So you bank these wins, and these wins create, especially the important matchups like this one against Minnesota, they create those pathways to get into the postseason. This team needs to do that. Dennis Allen needs to do that. And obviously gives you another opportunity to get closer to a division championship. The Saints are 6-4 and four at the bye. And they have a winning record after the bye. They do what we thought they should do. Especially against the schedule. Double-digit wins. They'll win the division. But how good can they be? If they're good enough to win up north this week. They're good enough to come back after the bye. Maybe go 5-2. and two. Pretty good record. 
creates a pretty good confidence about what could happen in the playoffs. Also even gives you maybe a chance of not just being the four seed. San Francisco losing those three straight games before their bye, going to Jacksonville this week. They could be five and four. Seattle's five and three right now. They host Washington. Seahawks should win that game. But Geno Smith's their quarterback. No guarantee of consistency there with them. They're a good, not great team. You could even manage to avoid what would look like a really rough game if you win the South, get the four seed, and you still project Dallas to be the best wild card. You don't want to play the Cowboys in the first round, even if you're hosting them. The next two wild cards, no matter who they are in the NFC, will be better matchups than that. We get the chance to look ahead. The Saints don't. They're focused on Minnesota. Right now, they're in a better position than Minnesota to win a football game when those two teams meet Sunday at noon. If this Saints team is going to do more than just take advantage of a division of teams that don't have capable quarterbacks, consistent quarterbacks, and a super easy schedule, they're going to go to Minnesota come home with a win and rest up for a good stretch run and be a team that people don't want to play in the postseason. That's why this Minnesota game means a lot. You're halfway through the season. You should know who you are and how good you can be when you're focused, approach a game knowing it's a big one, and put it all together. Those are the expectations for the black and gold this week. Let's see if they live up to them. I am Jude Young. Every Tuesday night, always happy to be with you on 106.1 FM, this edition of All Access. By the way, I'll be on Eric Asher's TV show inside New Orleans Sports, WLAE, live airing and streaming on YouTube at 1 p.m., 1 o'clock in the afternoon on Thursday with other replays. Excited to talk about all of the local New Orleans sports scene with Big E. Excited to talk more about those topics including, you know, Tulane, Tulane football. Hmm. Speaking of a team, results versus is the process right? Well, we'll get into that with the green wave. Still winning. It's what matters. But they got to get better. We'll get to it after this on All Access. Inside New Orleans, if it's New Orleans sports, culture, food, Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. Weekdays at 4 on 1061 Nash Icon and available online anytime at NashFM1061.com. ABC Tomorrow. It's country music's biggest night. The CMA Awards live. With performances by Luke Bryan, Lainey Wilson, Jelly Roll, and Kay Michelle. Old Dominion with Megan Maroney. Carly Pierce featuring Chris Stapleton. Tanya Tucker with Little Big Town. And more. The best in country music! Luke Bryan and Peyton Manning host. The CMA Awards live. Tomorrow, 8, 7 central on ABC. And stream next day on Hulu. 
Wendy's new breakfast two for $3 Biggie Bundles let you create your own delicious combo. Choose from a sausage biscuit, egg and cheese biscuit, small seasoned potatoes, and a medium hot coffee. But it's obvious which combo's the best. Sausage biscuit and small seasoned potatoes. Well, maybe it's the fresh cracked egg and cheese biscuit with a medium hot coffee. Or two savory sausage biscuits. Yeah, whichever you pick, you can't go wrong. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's new two for $3 Biggie Bundles. Limited time only. U.S. price of participation may vary. Not valid in a combo. Single item at regular price. Imagine it's the final game of the season, but your symptoms of irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC are making a comeback. What should you do? Keep managing your constipation with belly pain the same old way? Or try getting ahead of your symptoms by talking to your doctor about Linzess, linaclotide. Linzess is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. It's not a laxative. It's a once-daily pill that helps you get ahead of your symptoms. It's proven to help you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than two. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Imagine, what could relief from IBSC mean for you? Talk to your doctor and say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. O'Reilly Auto Parts' new Brake Best Select Pro brand raises the bar for the best aftermarket domestic brake pads and rotors available. For vehicle-specific friction formulations, quiet tech noise-canceling shims, and stainless steel hardware, choose Brake Best Select Pro. Professional-grade brakes from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Join Macy's and Big Brothers Big Sisters to empower kids across the country to reach their full potential. Throughout the holiday season, donate online to Big Brothers Big Sisters or round up your Macy's store purchase up to 99 cents and donate the extra change. You'll help make meaningful matches between adult volunteers and children, creating positive relationships that have a lasting impact. Give a little to make a big difference and find out how we're empowering brighter futures at macy's.com purpose. Celebrating 90 years of excellence, the All-State Sugar Bowl is one of college football's most enduring traditions. And for nearly a century, the Sugar Bowl delivers for New Orleans, for Louisiana, and for the region. Major events, big tourism, and a national spotlight each and every year. And this season, it's even bigger. The college football playoff semifinal at the 90th All-State Sugar Bowl, New Year's Day in the Dome. The Sugar Bowl is presented by All-State, Louisiana Tourism, and New Orleans and Company. Don't let this happen to your largest investment. Call DA Exterminating now. We're ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com. This report is sponsored by Humana Healthy Horizons in Louisiana. Humana Healthy Horizons in Louisiana is here to bring human care to your Medicaid coverage. A plan that's more than you expect, but exactly what you need most. To learn more about your Medicaid coverage, visit the Healthy Louisiana website, myplan.healthyla.gov. Slow going on the Crescent.
Carson City Connection eastbound. Lafayette to the I-10 merge has taken 35 minutes. It's uh, US-90 eastbound at the Superdome exit, uh, South Claiborne area. Left lane is blocked, and that's why it's so slow. Those HOV lanes on the eastbound side, 26 minutes. Northbound I-310 from US-90 to I-10, 41 minutes. Luling Bridge, right lane, of course, blocked. Also seeing secondaries, General de Gaulle at MacArthur Street, an accident. New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center. Calling all listeners, what's on your mind? We'd love to get your take by calling Jude Young of CrescentCitySports.com and all access on 1061 FM Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Call 504-260-1061. Welcome back to the program. As we sit and await tonight, the latest of the uh, second it will be the second CFP college football playoff rankings, which help determine who's going to be in the 14 playoff. Of course, and if you're Tulane, you're concerned about, well, will we be the highest ranked group of five team for the second straight year so we can go to a big time January bowl game? And the Saints, or excuse me, the Green Wave are in great position to be able to do that, of course, because they keep winning. And even better, in the first rankings, Tulane at 25, Air Force was undefeated and right behind them. So it was 24-25 Green Wave Falcons. And then really an unthinkable loss for Air Force. If you'd have told people Air Force played Army and the final score was 23-3, to you'd have said, well, Air Force took care of business. Instead, it was the complete opposite. Crazy result in a service academy game. So that really takes Air Force out of the picture. Their schedule strength, that league, it just isn't good enough. So it comes down to the wave in their league. And I've got to tell you, one of those, if I'd have told you, I think that should be the theme of the show at this point. If I'd have told you, Tulane would hold East Carolina to 10 points. You just said, hey, there's that decisive conference win we were looking for. And yet it was 10-10 to at half, and Tulane outscored the Pirates on the road a whopping 3-0. to Despite dominating in time of possession. I mean, the stats all add up. Tulane didn't force any turnovers, but they didn't turn over the ball. They ran for a respectable... 155 yards, but only 3.5 yards a tote. Now they held ECU to 70 yards, 3 yards carry. Only 10 completions. You add it all up, 38 minutes plus time of possession should have been a dominating win. Wasn't. It was a struggle. Tulane has turned into this team that oftentimes goes on these long drives. They feed Mackay Hughes. Another 100-yard game for him. And not getting the explosive plays that she should be getting on a consistent basis. What's really disturbing is the fact there were a couple of big pass plays in the game. Keys, a 50-yard catch. Jaquan Jackson, a 41-yard catch. And yet, the rest of the time, it's just plodding and inching down the field. It's called underachievement by this offense. 
going to start being more and more critical about Michael Pratt. All this about pro prospect, one of the best quarterbacks in the country. I watch as much college football as I can on a Saturday. Love it. Try to see as many of the big-time teams and big-time players as I can. Now, with you and no basketball season underway, it's going to be a little harder. Always is. But I get to see plenty of the first two months of the season. <laughs> no, Michael Pratt is not that. <laughs> not one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Now, heard the rumors this past week. Would not surprise me. Because, again, if he were one of the best quarterbacks in the country, we wouldn't be hearing about, well, he, he might take advantage of that final year of eligibility, transfer to a Power 5 school to try to up a stop. Wouldn't need to do that if he were kicking butt and taking names with this Tulane team that talent-wise is better each week than the teams they're scheduled to play in their league. And he's not. Now, I don't know how much of that when I watch the games. I don't overly question the scheme. I just see a quarterback who's not making consistent dynamic throws and tearing apart defenses. It's as simple as that. Will Tulane actually hammer a conference opponent? Maybe this week is the last chance to play one where they don't have an excuse not to. 11 a.m. kickoff, we're going to use that as an excuse. They host Tulsa. Tulsa's not very good. They're three and six. One conference win. Life and death struggle against Charlotte at home. They couldn't beat Charlotte. <laughs> they lost an overtime to Charlotte. A bad offense. They couldn't contain in the fourth quarter when they needed to. They lost to Charlotte. So is Tulane going to take out some frustration and put a whooping on the Golden Hurricane? I don't know. I don't have any faith in them to do that now. And it looks much more challenging the final two games after that. Florida Atlantic, capable. Not a great football team, but capable. They've been very up and down. Losing record overall, but three conference wins. Lost a shootout at UAB. But the way Tulane's playing, until I see some different evidence, I'm not going to assume that that's going to be some walk in the park. And then that finale against UTSA, one we've been looking and pointing towards since the beginning of the season, UTSA got off to a, a slow start, had some injuries, including their quarterback, Frank Harris. He's healthy now, and they're 5-0 and in the league. They can knock Tulane right out of the conference championship. They've put together five straight wins. They've scored a minimum of 36 points in those wins. They've got a couple of convincing wins in there, too. I still think Tulane has better overall personnel. But a team that actually scores, that's a serious threat. Do we see Tulane actually score and score big over four quarters and really put a team away? You may think uh, being a little too critical. I mean, they had scored 30-plus points in five straight games.
But again, the teams they were playing, the level of defenses they were playing in that stretch. Nichols. FCS team. UAB, terrible defense. Memphis, really struggling on defense. Tulane played a half a good offense in that game. North Texas. Should have eaten a 50-burger in that game. Not had a seven-point victory. Rice. Had to fight them off. And then this week only scoring 13. You survived it. Got the result over the process. This offense needs to provide more. And it's up to Pratt. They're going to win this league. Sitting at 8-1. and one. Chance to repeat last year's feat. New Year's Six Bowl. Better rosters than the teams they have left. Two at home. Let's see it. Or it's going to be a very disappointing finish. Yes, the standards have jumped to that level. Tulane still has room to grow. They need to grow. Even if they get through all of that and get to the conference championship game. I'll say it again. Assuming SMU is the team they need to play, I would not pick Tulane to beat SMU if those two teams played today. At least SMU also struggled at Rice. It's a real credit to how well Rice is actually playing. But it's a little tricky because it was 36-31, and you think you know how that game went. It was a weird game. Three different players wound up throwing passes for Rice. And maybe SMU had to slow down as well as they had been playing, but we've seen the Mustangs dominate people. No guarantee they'll go to Memphis and win in a couple weeks. No guarantee. But as of right now, I assume they're going to. Very curious to see how this ends up. Certainly not cut and dry. Twins going to have to beat, win one more road game of note and beat after that two really good football teams to live up to their full promise. And it's going to come down to whether the offense can live up to its full promise. Still waiting. This is the kind of critical analysis you get when you get to be good. And Tulane has addressed it. They're not shying away from it. Now they just have to take care of business and handle it on the field, answer those questions on the field. 504-260-1061 is the number. No, I don't think they're going to lose to Tulsa. I don't think it's going to be a game where it's uncomfortable at the end. i like to see it be a wipeout. Usually that doesn't matter, but I think Tulane needs that. They're 23-point favorite. i like to see them cover the spread take that confidence into these final games that are dangerous, that are where it all be decided. Can't pick them confidently to say that. I know they're going to do that, though. But hopefully they do. 
504-260-1061 is the number. That's 504-260-1061. Yeah, I haven't talked a lot about LSU. We knew the defense wasn't good enough unless the offense was close to perfect. They were close to perfect for two and a half quarters. Then they weren't perfect anymore. And then Alabama kept moving the ball and scoring. No surprise. Will they struggle against Florida this weekend? They sure might. Tough to bounce back after that. They're expected to win, but their defense isn't good enough to assume victory against anybody with a pulse. We'll discuss it. A little Pels as well when we return on 106.1 FM. I can't wait for what's next. Even with higher stroke risk due to atrial fibrillation in a regular heartbeat not caused by a heart valve problem. Eliquis, the Pixaban tablets, reduces stroke risk. It's the number one cardiologist prescribed blood thinner. Don't stop taking prescription Eliquis without talking to your doctor, as this may increase your risk of stroke. Eliquis can cause serious and in rare cases fatal bleeding. Don't take Eliquis if you have an artificial heart valve, abnormal bleeding, or have antiphospholipid syndrome. While taking, you may bruise more easily or take longer for bleeding to stop. A spinal injection while on Eliquis increases risk of blood clots, which may cause paralysis, the inability to move. Get medical help right away for unexpected bleeding or unusual bruising, or if you have tingling, numbness, or muscle weakness. It may increase your bleeding risk if you take medicines such as aspirin products, NSAIDs, SSRIs, SNRIs, and blood thinners. Tell your doctor about all planned medical or dental procedures. Learn more at Eliquis.com or call 1-855-ELOQUIS. The Chase Inc. Business Premier Card is made for people who make things happen, like me. I'm Sam, founder and CEO of Manifest, a product design company that makes everyday products design smarter. I get 2.5% cash back on purchases of $5,000 or more, plus unlimited 2% cash back on all other purchases, which helps us make more smart ideas into a brilliant reality. The Inc. Business Premier Card. Learn more at chase.com forward slash business premier. Chase for business. Make more of what's yours. Real business owner compensated for their participation. Account subject to credit approval. Restrictions and limitations apply. Cards are by J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, any member of FDIC. Save all the stuff you really need and stuff you bought for fun. Stuff you've always really wanted this holiday at Amazon. Stuff that is discounted if you're naughty or you're nice. Stuff to buy your grandma who drinks her Chardonnay with ice. Stuff to make you big and strong. Stuff we can name in this song. Stuff for lawns and decking halls. Say big on stuff at This report is sponsored by Louisiana 811. Call before you dig. There are gas and utility lines buried just beneath the surface. So before you start a project, know the drill. Click or call Louisiana 811. See your site can be marked and accidents avoided. Louisiana 811. Know what's below before you dig. Working in an accident eastbound 610 at the I-10 merge. Not seeing any major delays along the 610 corridor right now. Uh, northbound 55, Laplace to I-10 still shut down from the accident a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we are seeing problems on the secondaries. Elysian Fields at North Claiborne accident working. Also General de Gaulle at MacArthur Boulevard working St. Louis Street both directions at North Broad. I'm Michael Higgins, New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center. This is where you get all access, not just the focus on one or two topics. All sports are on the table with your calls at all times. Join us now by calling 260-1061. Now back to Jude Young on 1061 Nash Icon through CrescentCitySports.com and at NashFM1061.com. 
You know, that these are called rejoiners with the voiceover and the music. I just realized as we come back here to All Access that that one, it sounds like, like it's some sort of political coverage, which apparently it's an election day or something, right? Tells you how ensconced I am in the sports world, right? It's election day. Maybe that's what triggered it. It's like that sounded like, like your political show uh, election night coverage music. Anyway. Maybe you noticed that, too. But you probably want to hear about sports, or you wouldn't be listening to sports on an election night. So we'll just continue, right? LSU, 6-3, and three, now 4-2. and two. And, look, it's not that surprising what happened at Alabama. 42-28. to 28. The defense just isn't good enough. It's, it's as simple as that. That was known many, many weeks ago. And these last three games still matter because you can't take the sort of simplistic mindset of, ah, you know, we're going to go to a whatever bowl now. Can't repeat as SEC West champs, blah. Because the big picture, it matters every game you win. It really does. Again, 6-3 and three overall. Florida at home, you're a big favorite. Florida hasn't been a great road team. Assuming Jaden Daniels is himself after the concussion issue at Bama. This offense should purr, and at worst comes to worse. Although you're not dealing with Anthony Richardson in the swamp this time around. You should be able to outscore Florida. And then handle your business against Georgia State. And then have a battle with a rival in Texas A&M. It's a rivalry. In both of these remaining conference games, and the idea of finishing 9-3, and three, having a chance for another 10-win season, is important, but particularly getting to the 9-3 and three mark. Because remember, early signing day comes in December. There's still movement going on for this upcoming class, and it's the lasting images as a collection in place for then the next recruiting cycle. So affecting 2024 and 2025 against two schools you recruit against directly. Florida, because of the Billy Napier experience in Lafayette, recruits Louisiana hard. High school kids and transfers. And, of course, you're battling over kids in your same region with Texas A&M in this state and the Lone Star State. You need to beat those teams directly. Period. Brian Kelly understands this. And the fans need to be hungry for it, not only to beat two teams that are clearly rivals, but understand just how important it is. If you want Kelly to get this team to where it does have a complete roster and can compete for national championships, its current group has to help set that up. Its current players have to win these games. You still have a dynamic offense. These are all home games. LSU must finish 9-3. and three. They must win these games. Because it will hurt them in ways great and small in building the future, the future rosters that are going to give you a chance to win national championships. 
or won't give you a chance. And fortunately, this is a team because it's built upon such an explosive offensive group. They should be able to do that. But when you have a defense that's so vulnerable, you can't take anything for granted. AM should be the toughest game. They have more talent than Florida. They want to beat you. And you should want to beat them. So yeah, the the big goals that an LSU always has are gone, but that doesn't mean that these remaining games aren't extremely important. And you should get three night games at Tiger Stadium. Fans should be fired up to win these games. They should be fired up and hungry to win these games for the present and the future and give that little extra boost to this team to be able to pull it off when you'll see better defense. You can't possibly see worse defenses at an LSU in the future. Interesting about the Pelicans. You know, it feels like the same old season for them already early in this one. And yet they're 4-3. and three. They don't have a losing record. But the craziness of the injuries piling up already for weeks. It's nutty how this team is an injury magnet. It's not the first time that C.J. McCollum has had a collapsed lung. Unfortunately, there's a second time right now. How crazy is that? He was off to a good start this season. You don't have him. You went into the season, three key reserves hurt. Jose Alvarado, Najee Marshall. And I say reserve in Trey Murphy, but he's really a starter. And you wind up having to play your rookie draft pick, Jordan Hawkins. He knocks down some shots last night. That's the good news. Grabbing a guy named Matt Ryan, who's not the former quarterback for the Falcons, who called the Saints game on TV on Sunday because he could help you stretch the floor a little bit and shoot. So your rotation's all messed up. Yeah, you're 4-3. and And you're trying to make a new offense work and be more consistent. And that's led to highs and lows in games, dominant stretches and quiet stretches from Zion Williamson. So it's all... A major work in progress. Last night was a great example of it. You score 71 points in the first half at Denver. But they're the world champs, and they showed you why in the second half. And they showed you how much more of a complete roster they had on the floor, had available to them to put on the floor, than New Orleans had. And there's no harm in that. I mean, it feels ugly in the end to give up 134 points and get blown out in a game. You hung 71 in the first half. But that's the NBA. Over a 48-minute stretch, things can change dramatically, and New Orleans experienced the bad end of that. But right now, you see Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson playing well. I mean, Zion almost had a triple-double. Trying to be more of a facilitator. But, you know, Ingram had 22, five assists. So they weren't doing a bad job. They need better talent around them to play teams on the level of Denver, though. But 
it seems like, you know, no McCollum. And yet it seems like no matter on the floor with them and when they're on the floor together, it's sort of working and can continue to get better. But we're not going to have any answers about this team until well after the new year. But as long as they can keep afloat, it's going to be up and down. It's the NBA. That's certainly these Pelicans. So they can actually, can they A, get fully healthy again and then stay there? Whew, would that be nice? There are no absolutes. There are no take it to the banks about this team right now. So you have to watch them knowing that the fully formed as good as these Pelicans can be with it hanging over the heads of the team and the organization. The idea that we also need to see them prove that they can stay even remotely healthy. But assuming they can get there, physically get there, <laughs> then the team actually growing and playing together, James Borrego's influence and what they're doing offensively, maybe we'll know who they are after the all the holidays. Maybe we'll be in January and we'll know who they are. Hopefully, because we've been saying it for years, if they can gel with their current personnel, see them play together, their best players as a rotation, play together for a good while, see if it can work. Then you start thinking, well, what do we do? We have to do something at the trade deadline. Is it small as a major? That's what you hope to see. You just cross your fingers that Ingram and Williamson can stay healthy while all of this stuff is going on more than any other players for the obvious reasons because they're the two best players on the team. You need them on the floor. You need them working together. You need them carrying lineups and learning how to be as efficient as they can be offensively. And if the actual rotation can come together with the best players, outside of what we know Herb Jones already brings to the table on that end of the floor, I think the defense can take care of itself well enough for this to be a team that's a solid playoff team. Any more than that, we're going to have to go further than January to have any idea. One last segment to go, all access with you. Reminder, UNO basketball game number two, homecoming, comes up on Saturday. Tip-off at 4 o'clock against Suno right here on 106.1 FM pregame at 3.45 from Lakefront Arena. We'll take a look at the CrescentCitySports.com headlines after this on All Access. Shop Black Friday every day and get the best new deals all month long, only at Lowe's. Right now, bring home your choice of a Craftsman V20 drill kit or impact driver kit for just $59. And there's more. Get Holiday Living 100-count mini incandescent string lights at the everyday low price of $3.98. Because Lowe's knows deals. Vowed through 11A. While supplies last. Selection varies by location. We all hear the radio ads about the IRS. They tell you to be afraid, to be scared, and they try to frighten you into calling. I'm not here to do that. Tax Relief Advocates is different. TRA is here to tell you that if you owe money to the IRS, whether it's $5,000, $50,000, or $500,000, we have a solution. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in your car, at work, or with your kids. No matter where you are, call now. 
800-575-8695. Don't lose hope. TRA can eliminate or reduce what you owe to the IRS. There is zero risk to you. If we can't reduce your tax debt, then you pay nothing. Our passion is taxes and helping individuals fix their IRS problems. We have a five-star rating on Google and Yelp and an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. You don't need to be afraid of the IRS any longer. End your tax nightmare today by visiting us online at tra.com or call 800-575-8695. That's 800-575-8695. Tax Relief Advocates. Real solutions for real people. Imagine it's the final game of the season, but your symptoms of irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC are making a comeback. What should you do? Keep managing your constipation with belly pain the same old way? Or try getting ahead of your symptoms by talking to your doctor about Linzess, linaclotide. Linzess is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. It's not a laxative. It's a once-daily pill that helps you get ahead of your symptoms. It's proven to help you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than two. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Imagine, what could relief from IBSC mean for you? Talk to your doctor and say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. Oh, I think we're lost again. Wait, what does that sign over there say? Caution, wildlife crossing? No, next to it. If you're a 60 year older, you may be at increased risk of serious consequences from RSV, respiratory syncytial virus, compared to adults younger than 60. Ouch, I didn't know that. Not all dangers come with warning labels. Talk to your pharmacist or doctor about getting vaccinated against RSV today. RSV vaccines, including Pfizer's, are available. Learn more at bewareofrsv.com. Brought to you by Pfizer. With Black Friday appliance savings all month long at the Home Depot, we're making the holidays merrier by making holiday hosting easier with our lowest prices of the year on Whirlpool Kitchen Appliances. Get everything you need to store all your holiday favorites and the leftovers with top brand kitchen appliances at a great value. Save up to $2,300 on select kitchen packages, including top brands like Whirlpool with Black Friday savings at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Hey, Saints fans. We're Dully DeBosier, official injury lawyers of the New Orleans Saints. We all know that on game day, the Dome is a special place to be. It's where our Saints show up to lay it all on the line. At Dudley DeBosier, we love cheering for the Saints. And we love representing our fellow Saints fans all across Louisiana. Demand Dudley DeBosier, official injury lawyers of the New Orleans Saints. Call 444-4444. That's 444-4444. Chad Dudley, New Orleans, LA 23156662. Always welcoming intelligent points of view, whether we agree or disagree. Let's have meaningful, constructive dialogue on all access with Jude Young on 1061 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com and through CrescentCitySports.com. Give us a call, 504-260-1061. Some goodies for you from Crescent City Sports. I can let the cat out of the bag. We'll have Jesuit versus Bird at the Shrine on Airline as our web streaming game on Friday night to open the LHSA playoffs. And, of course, the original. We'll cover it from 6 with the countdown show all the way to 11 live with reporters all around the state giving you up-to-date scores and information from 
playoff games. There'll be seven on Thursday night to start the first round of the postseason and the 73 to wrap up the first week. And we'll have pretty much every game covered, as we always do on Ken Trahan's original prep football report. Speaking of Ken, he has his bracket analysis on CrescentCitySports.com. Lenny Van Gelder wrote up the first draft of the LHSA redistricting for the next two school years. Some interesting changes there. Chalmette slated to go into the Catholic League and Carr slated to leave it amongst the highlights there if you weren't aware of that. Thanks to Rudy Dixon for his great work on the board. I am Jude Young until Friday night on the Countdown Show. I just got to say bye, y'all. Thanks for listening to All Access on 106.1 FM Nash Icon and NashFM1061.com. Presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best prep sports site in Louisiana with the state's best prep football scoreboard. All Access was also presented by the All-State Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics.